G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. Today we are talking waiver wire ads for week seven. Let's go. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Callum Mack is in the building as well. Well, he's not actually in the building, but he's on our screens and on, on your in your headphones. Uh, how you doing, mate? I'm doing well. As you can see, I'm in the TNT studio, yeah. um, apparently. So, uh, yeah, we love it. Um, NBA analyst for Sports Ethos. Let's go. I need to get used to that. Sports ethos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I keep going to, to, to say hoop ball, but, but yeah, sports ethos. Okay, we'll, we'll get used <laughs> to that. So check them out. They've got a new new brand, new website. Everything's sort of looking pretty schmick over there. So uh, embracing more than just basketball, all sorts of sports uh, under the umbrella over there. So please go and check them out. Today we're talking waiver wire ads. Um, we are talking week seven ads. We've got a couple different categories here. Let's get stuck straight into it. Not mucking around. We've got two players in our first category, which is must-roster players. So the first one we're looking at here is Alec Burks. Callum, what are we doing with Alec Burks? Are you rushing, running? Do you agree that he's a must-roster player with uh, the recent games and, and so the rotation news that we've heard? I'm sprinting, I'm jumping, I'm pole vaulting to get this man. Um, 39 minutes in the yep. last game. 39 minutes the game before. Bit of consistency um, with the news of Kemba being out of the rotation, which um, I was a bit kind of shocked by, I guess. Yeah. You look some of the advanced stats. Um, they were one of the best defenses, if not the best defense with him off the court. With him on the court, they were almost dead last. So um, Tom Tibbs had to make the call, and, and it is what it is. Alec Burks, he has been one of the main beneficiaries. So, And he's been playing well, 23 points in that first outing, 25 in the second. He's getting the steals, um, you know, can get the rebounds, can can get the odd assists as well. So um, must have for me, threes are there. There's there's no huge weakness in this game because even his turnovers are probably somewhat efficient. Um, his usage will be very high. So do, do expect that. Um, I'm pretty high on Alec Burks. If you can pick him up now, he could be um, a championship win. So Ooh. go get him. Yeah, um, look, I, I don't know if I'm that high on it, but I do think he's a, a, a must roster. I, I think there's still a little bit to play out with this Knicks team. Obviously, you had, um, who was it? Uh, Barrett, who was out today. I think he or, or played limited minutes. What did he play? Yeah, nine minutes with an illness uh, today. So his minutes will start to come back in. And obviously, that's gonna he's not going to play 39 minutes a game, but... He is going to play, I would say, uh, more than 30 minutes a game. Burks, that is. So I do think that he is a must-roster player. I can expect good free-throw percentage, good threes, uh, trickle of uh, assists, maybe over a steal a game. The blocks, rebounds obviously won't be there. The field goal percentage might be poor in some instances. But I think in that system, he, he is going to be someone you can play. And if he's playing point guard, maybe traditionally those assists go higher than we have seen him in the past. Uh, side note, little little segue into what do we think about Kemba Walker? Is is like this the end of his 
Korea or what? What's what's going on? Is this the end of Canberra as we know it? Um, it look it very much. Look, I, I could see him maybe doing a six man role, so I wouldn't say end of career. That, that's a bit rough. But in terms of his fantasy value, yeah, um, it, end it of could, fantasy it career could be the end, and like he could be a point streamer or a three point streamer um, in the future if he gets a six man role, which is probably what he's catered for now. But but outside of that, um, look, it's definitely on on the way down, isn't it? And it's all happened pretty quickly. Like, yeah, it has. The man was a starting point guard at Boston. It was exciting, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago, and it, it's really really kind of collapsed. Yeah, it has has happened really quickly. And I guess the tough thing is with those, like, you know, those small guards and if they're not known for defense, like, you know, you've got to be really good on offense to sort of make up for that, that you know, other side of the court. Uh, and he's just not doing it these days. And his knee is, is obviously something that has plagued him in the past as well. So uh, pull one out for, for our guy, Kemba. He, he's a good guy in the NBA. So we wish he finds his feet and, and can still find a good role. I think, like you said, the sixth man or sort of like that scoring guard off the bench is probably more where he's going to settle into. But they've got a lot of guards on this Knicks roster with uh, a couple other guys that we might mention later, uh, Derek Rose and, and Emmanuel Quickly as well, that can kind of fulfill that role and, and are a bit bigger, a bit longer, and gives a bit more of that Tibbs defense that that he loves. So uh, we'll just, it'll be interesting to see how he, uh, how he goes on this team and if he, um, I don't know, can find a, a role and adapt uh, for the remainder of his uh, NBA career. Uh, let's go on to the next must-roster player. We've already said this guy before, but just wanted to retouch on him because his value was starting to drop a little bit. But again, with the news of the injury to Jalen Suggs and his thumb, he's going to be out multiple weeks. Uh, just want to reiterate that Franz Wagner is a must-roster player. Um, he is currently in 58% of Yahoo leagues, so rostered in 58%. That needs to be a lot higher. Um, had a massive game today, so all caught our attention. He can still ball. He's going to get a lot more playmaking opportunities, I think, with um, the guards out. So I think those assists for the forward position will be there as well. Solid steals. Uh, the percentages will be pretty decent. Uh, the turnovers won't be won't be a killer either. So. Uh, I'm I'm rushing out to grab Franz Wagner if he is available in your league. What are your thoughts on on Franz, uh, the younger Wagner? Um, yeah, look, Franz. Um, I, I definitely think it is time to pick him up if you haven't already. Um, he's been on a bit of a hot streak recently. Just came off a big game, but but in the past week, um, he's got stats of about you know seventeen and a half points, six and a half rebounds, over four assists. So so those stats are quite good. Um, in terms of like, you know, field goal and free throw, they're kind of average, mediocre, only one three-pointer a game. But um, like the net positives are, are somewhat there. Low turnovers as well. He can get the odd steal, but I wouldn't really rely on it. But in terms of points, rebounds, and assists, um, I, I think this guy can be a good good pickup for your team. And everyone, everyone goes for those. There's not usually any punters for, the, for that yeah. kind of things. There are. I mean, I'm putting assists, for example, on one of my teams. I'd... I'm not completely drawn to him, but I mean the points and rebounds are still hard to say no to. Yeah, yeah, like he's not he's not someone that needs to be on like your roster. Although I would say that you know chances are if you're in a 12 team league, you've got someone worse on your roster than Franz. So, um, but he he would be a must pick up in in say a, a you know a punt you know field goal percentage build or or a team that needs those those points and threes you know, solid steals, which which I would suggest is is most teams out there. So. Um, have a look, see if he's on, on your waiver wire and, and see if he fits your team. I think he I think he should fit most teams out there, to be honest. Let's go on to the not must roster, but what I would consider to be standard league ads, ones that you want to be having a look at. Uh, and the first one is, um, let, let's combine these two. Emmanuel Quickly 
and Derek Rose, I'll also throw in there as well, who should benefit from the news of the Kemba Walker um, sort of rotation decision. Now, Derek Rose was uh, nothing dramatically changes for him, in my opinion. He's He's been playing decently. He's the 102nd ranked player, but he's only rostered in 46% of Yahoo leagues. And he's been, uh, he's been doing this most of the year. Um, obviously, he's coming off uh, some injuries in terms of his right ankle, but he, he's going to put up decent points. He's going to put up decent assists. The percentages are pretty solid. Um, the defensive stats won't really be there, but I think he'll be solid. And then Emmanuel Quickly is the other one who I am watching. He put up 38 minutes a game, or 38 minutes in today's game, I should say. Um, and we know that he, uh, he can put up points and threes and good free throw percentage uh, pretty efficiently, somewhat efficiently. Um, and I think that he is someone who's got a, a fairly... Fairly decent ceiling on this Knicks roster if he can get the minutes. And with uh, Kemba out, I think he can. Um, I'll throw a question to you, Cal. Who would you rather on this team? I got this question asked to me on Twitter. I'll reveal my answer soon. But who would you rather out of Rose and Quickly uh, if you were to pick up one of these two? They're both on your waiver wire. I, I would personally prefer D Rose. Um, and, and that's probably just because the assist can be very important and, and can be pretty beneficial Emmanuel quickly can get assists, yeah. Uh, but you, you saw it from D Rose today. He put up nine assists, like yeah. something like that is hugely valuable. Um, and I, in terms of points, I can see them both, you know, being a bit of a hot cold. Um, so that will somewhat even out. Um, so that I think the trump card for me, yeah, would be those assists. I, I'd be going with D Rose, okay, of the two. But like, don't get me wrong, I, I do agree with you. Emmanuel quickly should be picked up off the wave wire. His points should go up now. Um, he will get more threes um, than D Rose, um, probably a little bit more. So that, that that is probably something in terms of a benefit. Um, if you're putting assists, for example, like my, one of my teams, maybe I would be a bit more inclined to go quickly. But overall fantasy outlook would be D Rose. Yeah, yeah. I think. Look, I think they're very close. My answer to uh, someone who asked me on Twitter today was Emmanuel quickly, simply because I think that his upside is a little bit higher than Derek Rose. If I miss out on Derek Rose, I'm not like kicking myself. I'm not like, oh, damn, I missed out on Derek Rose. Like, I think we know what he is and what he's going to bring. Whereas I think there's just that bit more like upside. There's a bit more, you know, unknown with Emmanuel quickly. He's a second year player. You know, he, he doesn't get used or hasn't been used fully in a, in a 30 minute plus role yet under coach Tibbs. Um, you know, Tibbs doesn't typically like to play as rookies. Um, so I think I think there's just like a little bit more unknown with quickly, and I, I I'm the kind of person that likes to take that stab. It's the players at the end of my roster, so uh, if it doesn't work out, I just drop in, move on to something else. So uh, that's that's my line of thinking. But I think Rose probably does have a, a safer floor if you just need someone to plug and play, get some assists, gets a trickle of points here and there. Um, that would be my yeah, thing. So, so you're going for a Tyrese Maxey kind of yeah. benefit, upside ceiling. Just taking a swing, on. yeah. Just see, and if it all works out, then then you've got yourself a, a decent player that, that might help you in your, your bid for a fantasy championship. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next ad. It is DeAnthony Melton. Now, I did uh, on Twitter, I sort of called him a must-roster player when the initial Jar Morant injury went down. We've seen two games uh, since then. The first game was an 18-minute game. Now, I chalked that one up to a bit of a blowout. They smashed the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the second game uh, got me a little bit more worried. Um, obviously, played fewer minutes in a closer game, 17 minutes. Man, like, why can't this guy get out on the freaking court? Um, I still think if you did add him after the injury, I would, unless like one of those other two guys, like a... 
like a Alec Burks or who was our other guy, a Franz Wagner is available, like one of those must roster players are out there, I would be tempted to hold on to Melton. He's probably got of the standard league ads that we've got here, probably has the highest ceiling still. But I don't know, you you, you could be forgiven for, for dropping him and, and maybe trying some of these other guys out because it just seems like the coach doesn't want to play him and that's frustrating to me. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on DeAnthony Melton? Um, yeah, it, it is annoying. I, I don't quite understand the minutes either. Um, obviously, we we'll, might mention them later, but Tyus Jones probably is going to take up a, a fair bit of the, the minutes yeah. there. Yeah. The, the question is like, is um like does Melton really play the point? I guess he can on some plays, but maybe the the coach just doesn't think he's quite a true point guard. Because um, he doesn't like he doesn't like he gets a whole lot of assists either. We saw Desmond Bain at summer league playing a lot of the point guard, yeah. um, so they, maybe they will go to him. He actually had a great game. Yeah, he did. Last game, hit about five threes and about 23 points. So um, he's looking great. He's obviously definitely a hold and, and see where that takes you. But Melton, in terms of the point guard duties, um, I'd still probably wait it out a bit just because um, of the news of the injury. But maybe his minutes will go up. Um, at this point, Like maybe a few more games, it, I'd hold on to him, but otherwise he could be dropped. Yeah, yeah. I still think I still think if he's on the waiver wire and you've got you've got nothing really else going for your team, he is worth a pickup. And seeing if these minutes change, like they've got a couple of you know like OKC in their next matchup, so maybe he gets a bit more of a run in that game. I don't know. It's it's tough to say because even in these limits of time, he's put up some decent lines. You know, fourteen five and four is decent with three threes. He had ten rebounds today, had a steal, two assists, uh, shot the poor, shot the the ball pretty poorly. Um, so it could have been an even bigger line. So they're not they're not horrible lines in that limited time. We know he's good when he gets the minutes. It's just whether or not he will. Um, so less optimistic than I was a few days ago when the initial injury happened. But uh, yeah, cooling a little bit. Now I have to tip my hat to you, Callum. You were you were definitely more on the Bane wagon than Melton, and uh, I think that's that's proven to be true uh, this season. So uh, I have to. Give you a little bit of a golfer's clap there. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. Look, Desmond Bain, I'll say his stats last game. Five three-pointers, 23-7-2 with a block. Yeah. Um, he's killing it. Yeah, he's, he is good. plays as well. He, he, came off, he started off the game as a, with a ripper today. I think he had like a really quick like 13 points in the first like nine minutes or something like that. He was, he was starting the game on fire. So, yeah, uh, he is playing very well. Let's move on to the next guy, Chris Duarte. Now, Again, another guy who's making another appearance on this show because he he kind of faded a little bit um, in the middle sort of section of the season. The last sort of, you know, three or four games, he's been picking it back up. And also we've had the news that uh, I think it was Holiday uh, of the Justin variety has uh, entered the health and safety protocols. Uh, and he was um, putting up 28 minutes a night. So that should free up more minutes for Chris Duarte. Maybe he enters the starting lineup again unsure, but either way, he's gonna, his minutes are going to be coming back up. So I think, again, if you need some points, some threes, uh, a little bit of assists and steals here and there, he is someone that you definitely could add uh, to your team. And, you know, maybe a little bit of upside there, although I think his best game of the season will still remain his uh, first game of the season, which is uh, a funny <laughs> thing to say for a, for a rookie. Yeah, it's uncoppin', um, but look, he's... He's got the old legs on his side, the experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I agree. I think his minutes will be around the 25 minutes mark. He'll kind of lock into, I guess, more that six-man role. Um, he can do, and yeah, you touch on it, points, threes, um, a bit of, bit of assists and a bit of steals. Yeah. Um, so anyone really needs that on your waiver wires. So 
I've got him on my dynasty league. I'm I'm pretty up on him. I think um, it's maybe towards the end of the season. He's really yeah. an injury away from obviously starting again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, outside of that, I'm pretty high on Chris. I think he's worth picking up. Yeah, I think I think he I think he could move into the starting lineup with this holiday news, and and even if it's just for a week or or, or two, depending on how long the uh, the health and safety protocols last, I think. Even after that, you can see maybe this is just what he needs to get himself going again because he was he was putting up some decent numbers before uh, a slump for the last sort of couple of weeks. Uh, so I think he he's, he's definitely worth a look. A little bit lower than some of these other guys, like a like a Quickly and obviously the Burks and Wagner. I would have him behind those guys, but but someone who is still worthy of being on a roster spot, I'd say at the moment. Uh, let's start to talk about some other rookies. Uh, a couple of first time, well, this one, this guy's definitely a first time mentioned. I'm ready to say that Herb Jones is a 12 league ad. Uh, if you haven't heard of Herb Jones, uh, you can be forgiven because he was a second round draft pick in this year's draft. He is a defensive specialist, basically, who plays on the New Orleans Pelicans, small forward eligible player. And in the past two weeks, he has been the 100th ranked player. Based on basically a whole bunch of steals, um, some decent blocks for the small forward position, a little bit of assist there, and uh, some solid percentages, obviously on low attempts though. So I think if you need steals, Herb Jones might be one of the best uh, people out there available on your waiver wire, and he is available. He is uh, currently, let me just quickly check how many teams he's on. I've just lost it. Um... Ugh, sorry. He is on 8% of rosters. So obviously he is very available out there. 8% of rosters. And he's 150th on the season. So obviously he's he's just in that standard league range. But in the last two weeks, it's on the way up. And his minutes are also on the way up. Uh, what are your thoughts on Herb Jones? A little bit more of a, an unknown player. Um, yeah, look, steel streamer. Um, if it's getting to the late end, you're, maybe I don't know, halfway through your week and steel's looking close, pick this man up. Um, the past week, he's been averaging 2.3 yeah. steals a game. Um, you know, a four, three, uh, a four steal game, three, four, and two steals, respectively. Um, gets the blocks as well. So he's obviously a defensive-minded guy, as you touched on. Um, points obviously aren't there. Threes are yeah. not there. Um, he probably suits a point uh, punt points build quite nicely um, yeah. for that reason, just because... Um, his points are so bad that it, it is hard to pick that up. But if your team is obviously comfortable on points, then there's no no risk in getting him. Obviously, his turnovers is good for a guy with a, a low usage like that. Um, his free throws looks to be pretty reasonable as well. So it's going to be low attempts regardless with the with the yeah. usage. So um, yeah, look, steals streamer and and can also get you a blocker game. So um, I think right now, hundredth ranked player over the past month. Only eight percent rostered. It's, it's obviously not screaming at you. I think it's more the points people are off put by it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in terms of it, definitely a streamer. He, he definitely should be there. Um, but if you want to lock it in now, he's. I mean, the past thirty days is putting up twenty eight minutes a game. So yeah. he's getting opportunity. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. He's getting opportunity. Um, New, New Orleans Pelicans are looking pretty good. Um, in terms of his outlook with Zion out, um, Zion maybe on the way back soon. So that's something to keep an eye on with him. But for now, he's a pretty safe bet. For a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely like if you think if you think like Matisse Thibel, 
he's kind of in that similar ilk in terms of maybe not like the per minute steals blocks guy that Matisse is, but he's getting more minutes than Matisse is. So it kind of averages out to be a similar kind of player uh, where you're not getting those threes, you're not getting those points or anything like that, but you're getting solid production across the board and maybe even a few more assists than, than Matisse as well because he does he does move the ball around. And as a rookie, we do expect him, uh, I expect him to improve as the season goes on, get more confident in the flow of the offense. Uh, the Pelicans are not going anywhere soon. Uh, there's probably another, you know, sort of wasted year for their roster. So they're going to play their young guys. And, and Herb Jones, he's, he looks like a solid contributor, especially as uh, on the defensive end. So they want to they wanna get him out there on the court. Um, and he is outplaying uh, their other rookie who they drafted in the first round. So I think uh, it, it is someone who, I think, if, especially if you need those numbers, like obviously he's not in the must roster session for a reason. If you need those numbers, he is someone I definitely think you, you can look at. Let's move on to the next guy, another rookie, and I think it's time to grab Bones Highland. I think that a big second half of the year is coming for Bonesy, and I think uh, if you want to get ahead of the curve, now's the time. He is, every time he gets a chance for minutes, this guy this guy puts up numbers, and uh, I think he is he's a really good player. The injuries are piling up for Denver, so I think it is, uh, it's only a matter of time before he is... Um, getting uh, starters minutes, basically, over in, in Denver. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Bonesy? Um, yeah, look, I, I totally agree. He's a great combat guard to go with um, Jokic. Yeah. And and you touched on it. When he gets minutes, he does play. I'm looking at his kind of box scores now. When he's played between 21 minutes and 23 minutes, um, there's four games here where, you know, 12 points, 15 points, 18 points, a 19-point game. So, they're all looking pretty good there. Those are the only games here that he actually has breaked the over 20 yeah. minute mark and all of which he's in the reasonable teens. There is also getting a trickle of assists at about three and a half um, and can get you close to one steal a game as well with um, that kind of output in the 20 minute mark. So if he get, gets above 20 minutes, he really is honestly just worth owning um, based off what I'm seeing right now. Um, if there's any kind of injury that could happen, he, uh, I mean, like I'd be screaming probably, probably just to go out there and get him. Um, but for now, like the last game he played 21 minutes, it indicates um, that, yeah, look, the later half of the season, he will get some minutes and, and he, he's looking like a permanent beast. And we know Money Mitch loves some permanent beasts. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I like to look out for. When, you, when you're playing good in limited minutes, I like to just keep a little close eye on you because uh, if things go your way, then uh, you, you can turn things around really quickly. And th- those are the kind of players that I like, to, I like to keep an eye out for, and especially those young guys that are unproven. You know, you, you, you haven't seen them take the reins just yet. And I think on this Denver Nuggets team, you know, you've got Jokic there. You've probably got Will Barton as your second player. But then, like, like who else? Michael Porter Jr.'s out. Jamal Murray's not there. You've also lost PJ Dozer as well. Uh, yeah, sure, you've got Aaron Gordon, I suppose. Um, but, like... Faku Campazzo, like, who else is really... There's not a lot else exciting going on that team. I think they're going to, like, they're going to struggle to get wins. So I think they're going to prioritize getting their young players out there. And Bones is uh, someone who we both liked in the draft. Uh, and he's showing why we liked it. I think he fits really well on this team as well as, like, a high-volume, long-distance shooter, um, lanky guy who can play good defense. Uh, so he complements a Jokic very well, uh, who can still be their primary primary distributor and playmaker. Uh, so I think they're, they're going to want to get some minutes into him. It's a lost season for the Denver Nuggets with Murray and Porter Jr. out. So let's just get some minutes into the young guys so that next year they can bounce back and, and sort of attack that championship again. So um, 
I if if I'm not adding him yet, I'm definitely keeping him on my watch list. But I think he's going to provide enough production now that you can you can hold on to him and he still be worthwhile and you'll reap the rewards later in the season. Definitely probably more if you're ahead in your league, if you're sort of firmly in that top half of your standings. I think that that's obviously a safer way to go. If you're fighting for playoff position, maybe you can't afford to hold on to him now while he, he is a bit of a roller coaster, I would say, but uh, I definitely would be keeping an eye on him if I can. All right, let's go on to the last one in the Standard League ads, and it is another younger guy, RJ Hampton. Now, again... Probably one more based on opportunity and injuries that have come up. RJ Hampton, obviously we had the news of Jalen Suggs being out for multiple weeks with a thumb injury. I think it was a fractured thumb. Uh, I think, what's what's Cole Anthony doing these days? I think he was also injured. Is he back yet? Let me double check. He, he did return. Okay, so he's not listed on the injury report, so he should be back. Um, although I don't think he did play today. So that was weird. Um, but he, he'll be close to return anyway. So, But RJ Hansen should be getting more minutes and should be beneficiary of uh, Suggs being out. Uh, and he was putting up some good games when Anthony was also out. So one that you can you can take a swing on and see if it works out for you. What are, you, what are your thoughts on uh, Hampton there? Yeah, I've always kind of kept an eye on him because when he gets minutes, he can he can play pretty well. Um, he, he, even last season, they, he was in... You know some of the big trades. Uh, yeah. I think it was. Did he come over in the Vucevic trade or something like that? But yeah, um, I want to say he did. Orlando ended up with him, and and obviously they were going the whole youth thing. He, he did have a few bright sparks, and he still is young. So you, you want him to put it together. Um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago he had a nineteen five and nine game, followed by a fourteen eight and five. So, I mean, look, there's some promise there. That that's pretty solid. Um, I probably would say he's maybe a bit of an assist streamer. At yeah, this point. points maybe. Um, he's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a flyer, but if you feel it's confident in him, if you're in a deep league, like a 12-team league, um, then he's worth probably getting at this point until um, the starters like Suggs is back. Yeah, he's of this list. He's the least confident I am, and he's definitely the most uh, flyerish type of these guys, the most speculative. Um, but just especially while we see how these rotations going, I, I'm of the mindset if I've got someone who's got no upside at the bottom of my bench, drop that guy out of Hampton, watch the next two or three games. If the rotation's there, you keep him. If it's not there, you drop him and you try and do that for the next guy, the next hot guy that could, you know, break into the rotation and do something good. Maybe it is a Bones Highland or or something like that. So that's my mindset and um, I think it can work, but I also can admit that it it might be bumpy with this guy. So again, similar to a Bones Highland, if you're struggling with positioning, maybe this isn't the guy for you. And you you try maybe one of the streamers that we are going to suggest to you guys now. So first streamer, I don't have him as an ad long-term. I'm not too sold on his his ability, but he is going to get opportunity now. He's going to put up decent stats, and that's Tyus Jones. Um, Basically, with the Jar Morant news, he, like you mentioned earlier, he's going to soak up a lot of the minutes. He's going to be an assists and steals streamer. Not going to put up many points. Not going to put up great percentages, but he's going to give you those two categories. So if you need those two categories, he's an excellent uh, person to add. Stream him through while the injury's there. Drop him when he's back. And, and happy as she goes. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Tyus Jones? Do you think I'm un- underselling him a little bit? Is he better than that? Or what are your thoughts? I'm trying to think of what his overall projection would be Well. Falters out, and it's like we kind of saw it in, in other previous seasons where he would take the starting role when the point guard went down, and 
like you touched on, like the points weren't quite there. The threes aren't really there for a point guard either. It's really just assists and, and a bit of a steals. Um, so I think, I think you nailed it, Mitch. I think it's at this point, it's just a streamer. Um, if it's midweek and it's close in assists, he's a guy who can push you over the line. Um, so for that reason, get him. Um, but for now, I, I wouldn't be, he's not like a must add for yeah. me either. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's not. He doesn't have the highest upside. Look, he he did shoot twenty percent in today's game. So if he shoots forty percent, maybe it's like a and he hits a three. Maybe it's like a nine three and six with three steals, and that looks a little bit better than than your four points. So he he'll have a decent value, I would think. Maybe he can crack the top one hundred in the time that jars out, um, just because those this assists are so valuable and hard to find. Um, so definitely, if you need those sort of stats, then then here's someone you can consider. Let's move on to the next guy. Uh, less confident with this one, less clear. Again, maybe if you're in a deeper league, a 14-team league, or if you're like me, you just like to try things out and you've got trash on the end of your roster, you can try adding uh, Cameron Payne with the news of Devin Booker um, with, with his hamstring injury today. I think we had uh, Cameron Payne on our deep league ads in one of the, the waiver wire videos. Uh, he's he's a good guy in terms of permanent production. Gives you solid points, assists, some solid threes, a little bit of steals here and there. And I'm optimistic that he might push into a sort of 25 minute per night uh, sort of role here with the Devin Booker injury because they're not they're not going to play Chris Paul 35, 36 minutes a night and give him all the usage because you know he's bloody 40 years old or whatever he is. So they want they want to still get the ball into other players' hands. I think Cameron Payne is the um, the most likely to take over that role. Would you agree, or is there someone else? Um, I, I totally agree. I think it's it only makes sense um, that he will get up to the... Because right now for the season, he's putting out 17 and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, I think with this injury news, he should get up over the 20-minute mark, which will make him definitely in terms of streamable. He could even be closer to the, the ownable at this point. Yeah. Um, because when he puts out 20 minutes a game, he is pretty good in terms of... He, he does get threes. He does get assists. Um, and his points obviously usually goes hand in hand with the threes. So, um, and I look, I like Cameron Payne's game as yeah. well. What one like indicator is, I mean, you can look at it and you can say, yeah, look, he only played 16 minutes today. Um, but Chris Paul played 39 yeah. and, and Chris Paul is not going to play 39 minutes for this duration of the hamstring yeah. injury with D book. Um, so for that reason, look, I'm pretty confident to say that he will be above 20 minutes while D book is out. Um, and for that reason, I'm, I'm pretty confident with just streaming him or maybe even adding him if you need him for a, a week or two. Yeah. Um, if your team it does need the assists or, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think... And, like, like they, they had to sort of adjust on the fly. Like, they were versus the Warriors. It was a massive game. The two best teams in the league going against each other. So they really wanted that win. So they obviously pushed Chris Paul a little bit more. I think that they're going to pull back a little bit on that uh, in other games. They do go up against the Warriors, I think, in the next game again as well. But... I can imagine, you know, even if Cameron Payne's not starting, he's he's definitely like their sixth man coming off the bench, playing decent minutes. Um, I do want to also touch on the other guy who might be a beneficiary, although I'm not as sold. I'll get your opinion on him as well, Callum. Uh, Cameron Johnson. Um, now, he had some cramping or something at the end of this game, so, so was getting a lot of minutes and then stopped playing, I think, in the last quarter. So... I don't know if that's going to be an ongoing issue. I don't necessarily think it will be, but he's a bit different to, to Cameron Payne, but definitely that threes streamer, maybe he's going to get a few more uptick in points. There's nothing in his game that screams to me like high upside or anything like that, but if you need threes and you need maybe a little bit of solid points without the turnovers, 
then uh, yeah, Johnson might be someone that you, you can stream in while Stephen Booker is uh, rehabbing this hamstring. Do you prefer Johnson or, or Cameron Payne as a, as a streamer? I guess they're different different things, but on a total value point, Cal. I think I'm actually more in the Cameron Johnson fence. Um, e- e- even though I do think Cameron Payne will get a bit of a boost in minutes um, and can be a permanent like beast, um, don't get me wrong. But yeah. in terms of who slides into the role a bit more, um, I do think that, look, there's a lot of minutes to go around. There's about 32-odd minutes that Devin Booker plays. I think Cameron Johnson, who is already putting up in the 20s. I mean, for the season, he's putting 22 yeah. minutes a game. That could go up to 28 minutes now. Um, yep. Maybe he gets gets into the starting lineup. I, I'm not too sure what they're going to do there, but he does make sense because he is he can he kind of can be a shooting guy. Like he just hits threes. Yeah, that's that's what he does. You can get Mikel Bridges to slide down to the two. He can slide into the three. Um, that is something that makes a bit more sense in my mind. And campaign can still be that bit more of a leader off the bench and take a bit more of a scoring duty. So they'll, they'll definitely both get bumps. Um, but for me, I'm actually kind of thinking that Cam Johnson could be a pretty reasonable winner here. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think they're both winners, but I think they're also neither of them a must add players. I think, I think they're both going to have their roles. Cam Johnson, more of a three point streamer, you know, campaign, maybe more of an assist streamer with, with a little bit of threes and steals there. Um, I just think campaigns uh, ceiling is a little bit higher, but I don't necessarily think that either of them is going to be blowing the doors down of, of standard league. So that's why they're both in this streamer sort of section here. Um, but let us know what you think, guys. Let us know if you think we've forgotten anyone or anyone else that you're thinking of adding that was on the list. Ask us questions. Who do you think you want to drop for these guys? Let us know in the comments below if you're listening along or watching along on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up, like the video. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcast platforms. And go over to Apple iTunes and give us a five-star review. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next time. Laters. Laters.